Hey, welcome to episode 113 of Decentralized Revolution. It's, of course, the Mises Caucus podcast. I'm Aaron Harris. I've hosted most of these 113 episodes, but thankfully I have help now. Liam McCollum is doing some of the one-on-one interviews. He's got one uh, up with uh, Rob Wolf uh, that went up a few days ago that you want to check out if you're interested in uh, nutrition and, and freedom to... Uh, you know, freedom to decide what you eat and what's in what you eat, um, among other things. Uh, Brandy has been helping me out on all of these live episodes. And uh, we're going to welcome Jack Lloyd and the philosopher here in a second. But we have something much more important to uh, uh, to say and to be thankful for. Uh, And it's not Independence Day. It's what's going on. And uh, Mike has been gone the last two or three weeks. He has a good reason. For those of you who don't know, tell him what's going on, Mike. Well, me and my wife had our uh, our firstborn, our firstborn son on uh, June 15th. So uh, he's going on three weeks old now. He was a uh, nine pound, 10 ounce Nephilim giant baby. Wow. Uh, tw- <laughs> t- 22 inches long. So, so he, he's already taller than his dad? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you know, it's funny. I was saying the whole time, like, I hope this dude's taller than me. You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm five, six, and I just... I feel like it'd be more advantageous in life in general if he was like at least 5'10", 5'11". So, you know, it's looking like that might happen by the time he's like 16. Um, Yeah, that's that that's that's really great. Uh, I know that without going into detail, I know that uh, a long road for you guys. And then the right before uh, there was we were all on watch for three or four days um, uh, as you guys the run up. So we're happy everything Emily, Emily is an absolute trooper, man, because we this was an inducement. And uh, we we went into the hospital on Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. And he got here. Cloud got here at uh, at nine o'clock Thursday night. Um, So, you know, it was it was a lot. And it was hard watching her go through that through that whole time. Like my my in-laws were laughing at us or laughing at me, like at the end of the uh, the first day, because. At one point, like when my wife's like screaming with the contractions and everything, I was like, you know, I think I might have romanticized this a little bit. Like, this is not striking me as beautiful. Yet. <laughs> you know, like, and and I really meant that. Like, it got, I got upset after a couple of days just watching her go through this. You know what I mean? Like, and, it, you know, that was hard. But everything else, you know, it's all beautiful in retrospect. <laughs> you know, the the like the guttural screaming of pain and stuff like that is not beautiful in the moment. But, you know, once he once he's here, man, and, and he takes that first look at you, man, everything's, everything changes. Yeah. So I, uh, I haven't asked you, uh, even though we've talked a little bit since what's the, uh, inspiration for his, uh, two names. Well, so his, his name is cloud Ronald Heiss. Um, now cloud Emily chose that, but, um, kind of what that's about is there is a little bit of a story with it is, um, you know, you, you had mentioned that we had kind of a road to go here. We worked for two years to have this baby. Um, you know, we, due to Emily having endometriosis, we had to go through IVF or in vitro fertilization. So it was a really grueling process uh, to, to get here. Um, and then on top of that, we have this band that we really like called Papadocio, right? And um, there's like monuments in our relationship that are associated with going to Papadocio shows, right? Like like two months into our relationship, we went to a three-day festival that, that Papadocio uh, headlined called Resonance, right? And 
um, you know, we had, we'll just say we had an experience there. And that's when I knew like our relationship was serious. And then like two years ago, we went again. And that was when we had our first uh, appointment with the, uh, the fertility clinic about all of this and said, okay, we're, we're, we're going to go for it. And then this year, almost the same weekend is uh, when we had the baby. So what, what does that all have to do anything? Well, their, their most popular song is a song called find your cloud. Um, and uh, so given the, the process and everything that we went to, we kind of felt that at the end of that process, we found our cloud, you know, so that's kind of the inspiration. Cute. Yeah, yeah, it's gushy. Uh, and then his middle name is Ronald. And uh, that one's obvious. That's, you know, right. she allowed me to she allowed me to go in the middle name. Uh, after after the great Ron Ronald Paul, McDonald. So. Oh, I was gonna say I thought it's because you like Big Macs. Uh, I don't know. All right, all right, Ron. Yeah. That's great. Also, sorry to crush your dreams, but Travis in chat says I was a nine pounder, stopped at five six. Uh-oh. Yeah, but he's nine ten. He's nine ten. Oh, okay. you're like yeah. <laughs> That's a lot more. <laughs> It'll be five seven. <laughs> that's funny. Yay. Five six and a half. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, so we, uh, uh, I had Fu on the show like way back. Like it's been like three years ago now. Right when I was, wow. I don't know, it wasn't like one of the very first ones, but it, it's been a while and. I'm a little better at this now, but uh, you guys have been doing what you're doing for a few years. And uh, I know Jack's got a book out that's it's less than a year old. So like catch people up with uh, what you all have been doing and where and tell us about Porkfest and all of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, gosh, I guess three years ago we we had a stream. It's been a while. Um, and uh, since then, I've made a lot more music and music videos. Oh, thanks, Jack. Uh, <laughs> ben was awesome. He did a great oh, job. Ben Weir, dude. He, our, uh, he doesn't set. care. He doesn't <laughs> care to swear. He's great. What we an emo. Every year. <laughs> what an emo. Um, but yeah, so that's me, music. And then I switched from like doing monthly educational videos because I, I have made a lot of just like videos on the basic principles and philosophies that i stand for so i was like okay let me just you know in addition to doing music just switch to like monthly live streams and have it be more interactive um with my audience every month so that's me and then otherwise i'm helping jack proofreading his stuff he's he's got a his two nonfiction books out um and then we're about to wrap up <laughs> his uh voluntarious origins like series there's six comic uh comics in uh, issues in that uh, series total and then we're moving on to this new <laughs> series called suit saga so anyway voluntary is special because that's like <laughs> i mean that that's like how i reached out to him and and wanted to talk to jack in the first place and why mm. we started talking all those like eight years ago now um was because i was like oh cool voluntarius versus the nsa that's <laughs> I mean, saving Snowden, I want to do that. Cool. So is this the first recorded case of a guy getting the girl through comic books? I mean, come on. Yeah, both comic books and she slid up in my DMs. Uh, I okay, like, right. So. I'm that's, a unique nerdy person. That's, that's, <laughs> like I went, I went through Japanese one, two, three. <laughs> what's the... I'm Chinese and Vietnamese. So is the uh, what's you said? There's another comic series besides Voluntarius yeah. that's going to come out. Is it also superhero or what's? 
Well, so it is Voluntarius, but um, it's just like the next series. Oh, okay. And, next and arc. like, yeah. Or okay, the yeah. next arc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going on. There'll probably be some other um side series too, just like you know how you have X Men and you might have something on Wolverine or something on Storm. Yeah. There'll be an expansion of that uh, coming up within the next year. So that's you know that'll be fun. And then she's been working on helping me uh, edit down my third nonfiction book, yeah. which will be Philosophical Voluntary. Your, your so third and final. That's also a series. That series for, yeah. You that's, have a nonfiction yeah. series. So it's like, I call it your trilogy nonfiction series, which is like, hey, what are my principles? What do I stand for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I here? I'm, <laughs> I love I'm curious. It. You guys are like a libertarian power couple, and I'm about it. I'm like, oh, so cute. Like aspiration I'm, goals, hashtag goals. I'm curious because I know a lot of like what you guys have done in, with the music is hip hop. Would you ever, would you ever consider going into the heavy round or like the heavy realm and let me like guest vocal on some harsh vocals? Oh yes, well, and we. we do I'm have sorry. Rocks. We have rock songs too, and we bring uh, back Steven. Dude, not rock, like, wild, <laughs> yeah. right? Steven. Metal. We have one metal song, "Never Surrender." Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it opens up like that. So um, yeah, I screamed I at the end, and it took me a while. <laughs> yes, we have one. I metal. try to be. Angry. I've written actually two other metal but yes, songs. Yes, we do. Um, yes. But we haven't gotten to them because it's it's kind of tough. Come on does... down to Tampa Bay, Michael. Yeah. Do you Bring gent? <laughs> do you gent? Gent? You don't gent. Okay. No, no, okay. No. What's that? Yeah. that? Metal turn. That's, that's too deep. Yes. We went so. Oh, that's so deep. I'm just the tip. Not, <laughs> just, yeah, just to I'm see not. how it feels. Yeah. Well, you'll come down and gent us, and then we'll be good. Yes. <laughs> we can all be gentlemen together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Steven. Well, yeah. Steven's not here, you know. We do need some more uh, a vocalist for those other songs, but that's a, that's another project. So we certain metal songs you really need like kind of a cadre of different depths. You know, the growl. Like, you know, it'd be good. And then ben Weir. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Heist. I Doesn't could, Todd Hagopian have like a voice like that? Am I am I thinking of somebody else? Oh, Who's, Todd Hagopian. I don't know. I've never seen him do music, so I don't know. I can't remember. Um, is that who no, he just he just has a naturally froggy voice. Oh, <laughs> he's got okay. Yeah. He's got kind of a yeah. yeah I, he's, I knew he had a distinctive <laughs> voice. But. Yeah, no, he's he's not doing metal growling in the meetings. He just talks oh, okay. like that. What are you? <laughs> Riley, I, I must be thinking of somebody else. New World Order. We're gonna get Alex Jones. <laughs> That'd be really I good. Would do that, yeah. So. So you guys just got back from uh, uh, Pork Fest for the first time, right? I have unfortunately never been able to make it this year. Really? Me neither. It, you know, lined up with the with the baby and everything. Yeah. So lay it on me. How did it go? Oh, you never been, Michael? To, at all? Unfortunately, no. Oh, yeah, no. You're right I haven't been able to make it, and and I don't know when I'm going to make it, man. With the with the baby, um, my traveling. People bring is their babies. Done. Angela brought her baby. They were new. Nu- very cute. Right. From newborns to old people, that's I think, what I said. At Pork <laughs> yeah, it was the most kids they ever <laughs> had. Yeah, they had the most children yeah. they ever had at the event. It was almost like close to equal adults. And that's kids. what Dennis said. That's Dennis what Dennis Pratt. said. Um, yeah. Interesting, because at this point now, it's like officially on the books the 20th anniversary. I think there was technically 21 we heard, but on the books 20. Now you have all the Liberty families and people who found, you know, their SOs and started, you know, popping babies yeah. out. So there's tons of kids. And that was, met at Porkfest even. Yeah. Had babies, brought yeah. their babies to Porkfest. <laughs> <laughs> and now their babies are selling stuff. Like, Did anybody have a baby at Porkfest? That's the real. That's like uh-huh. the People got married. Um, I don't know if there I saw was a, a wedding. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there was a delivery. That would be <laughs> 
I would be nuts. I wouldn't recommend it. It's, a <laughs> it's not a hospital. Right. Not, yeah. So, <laughs> no so what was the, did you guys do the whole week or what, like, what was what was the overall experience? Oh, yeah. yeah we went the whole week. Yeah. yeah. It was Sunday to Sunday. Um, although, although I think we missed Sunday. Technically, when we and, came, uh, we came in on Sunday. So we got to, you know, pass it. We didn't go to the, the actual ground on Sunday. But we, we did go to the ground at some point every day, Monday through that following Sunday. Yeah, uh, it was incredible. I mean, it was honestly one of the best Liberty events I've ever been to. It's kind of hard to, uh, you to know, compare talk. to anything else. Right. Or compare. <laughs> I mean, it's not your corporate. Let's all get a block at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at a political conference. I mean, it's fun. Those are fun, too. And it's kind of like, hey, we're in a modern city together. Like, you know, like the Yale conference. Um, they have that every year. At Currently, the Gaylord. It's like this resort. And uh, yeah, the Kissimmee. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's nice. But like, it's different when everyone has their own space, their own tent. Some people have an RV and they bring like a really nice one or some people just camp in a tent. Some people uh, rent the houses. Some people There's are off site. Yeah. Like we were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know. want to do the camping thing. I mean, yeah. for some people, some people live nearby. Yeah. They can Russian, handle it because yeah. it could be a little rambunctious at night. Sometimes they have quiet hours and stuff, but you know, I mean, everybody's partying, having, having a good time because you could just be up late, hang up by multiple campfires because yeah. you'll go across and there'll be like campsite after campsite, having a little like group hangout, playing games late at night and talking. There'll be like band sessions of people coming together with their instruments, like playing music. Um, it really is like a like a burning and kids man. selling stuff. You're not gonna have a Tons bunch of, of kids labor. running around. Yeah, the child labor was <laughs> great. Was uh, like you can buy your you can buy your weed from a kid. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. it's the best type yeah. There were kids like slanging books and stuff, and like I was like I feel like I was getting hustled. Like I was like I don't like I'm having a really hard time saying no to you right now. Like this is coercion. I don't know. We're trying to try, probably trying to pay off the bills for the black lung. <laughs> So what's what's the least libertarian thing or person that you saw there? Like, was there somebody there RFK? that like totally no. had no clue? Oh, well, bes okay, besides him, I guess, right? Well, who's um, more like Vivek and like, RFK? Probably. Oh crap! Yeah. I called them Vitalik. Yeah, Vivek. <laughs> Patel. Uh, no, yeah, he's not Indian Vitalik, but um, but you know, mostly the thing that we saw that was like, interesting was like the cops came a couple times, not to the campground, yeah. Yeah. but there was like a couple of incidents. And it's not like this is something that is a serious thing. It's more just that um, there, you know, some townies sometimes will come and try to crash the fest and like, you know, because it's gotten bigger over the years, you know, and just try to like sneak in and sometimes like cause trouble or so that. So there's I think a couple it was of, sold out again. Oh, yes. yeah. I met some MAGA Trumpers. That were like at the LP tent, and they were def they were locals, like lived right. there. And I was like, "What are you guys doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, most people came out of state or even out of city. Like if they lived in New Hampshire, they were still like two hours drive or so. You know, mm. still like far. Was it like? Although we went, we met yeah. one couple that was local, and we convinced them to come. We were surprised. We're in like the hot right. tub with them at the hotel, and we're like, "Hey, there's a thing." They're like, oh, that sounds amazing. We're like, we're like, whatever. They probably <laughs> won't come. They actually were there at the concert. We're like, oh my gosh, it you're was here. so weird. Like yeah. it all started with me just doing burpees by the pool, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then like the guys like with the girl, he's like, "What's she doing?" <laughs> yeah. And then Jack's like, "Oh, that's my wife. She's doing burpees." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Oh wow." <laughs> they, they really liked it they liked the, the party atmosphere and they kind of you know so walked funny. the campus and like got 
snacks and other goodies and this or that and they really loved it so which was like oh cool so we like you know showed some people who <laughs> yeah were they kinda, came out for emo night yeah liberty leaning coming out I for the music at emo <laughs> night and stuff so because there isn't much else to do around that area i mean this place is in the sticks yeah. like it was an almost two, two hours, hours from north of manchester yeah, yeah. so it, it's out yeah. there so you do feel secluded it's in the mountains it's literally gorgeous you, you know you're there and there's huge beautiful green uh, you know, trees everywhere, mountains. <laughs> right, uh, exactly. But, yeah, it, 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 it's a trek. Like, so you, you got to be a little purposeful to get there because yeah, yeah. to fly, and you then, still drive. So, and then Brandy, you were there too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how I met Jack and Fa. Oh, cool. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, what were your guys's like favorite events that happened there? Because I know, like, there was a lot of different stuff. You guys had a concert, like you said. I know they had yeah. back there. I, there was debates there. Mm. RFK was there. Um, you know, they, they always have a lot of speakers. What, what were like the best events? Wow. There Emo were night. so many. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> I would say hands down. Yeah. Probably emo night for <laughs> so far. And then, cause it, I mean, it was just funny. It literally like Ben Weir turned it into a club, you know? Right. So the whole hangar, like, you know, it's huge with lots lights, of space. He, he did his full setup. He brought in yeah, nice speakers, you know, DJ stuff. He did a full set of music. Tons of people all came in and were raving and singing, dancing. There was a mosh pit and everything. And we did two songs in the midst of that. Oh, yeah. He looked like uh, so, Green Day. <laughs> yeah. Like I did my makeup for Green, Green Day. Day. <laughs> and she did a little so, I don't know what I, I just look like a clown. That's OK. I tried. <laughs> and then I had like a sparkly pink dress and a black leather jacket. I'm like, I'm emo. <laughs> so everybody was just doing like throwbacks so it was awesome because you're out there there's a campfire right outside it's yeah. beautiful weather it's you know like it's huge. at night ben's killing it yeah. he's you know doing really well at the dj mixing the songs like all the classics going back and forth the light show so it felt like you actually came out for some festival in the mountains and on top of that it's a whole bunch of liberty people and amazing snacks and you know whatever you want late in, into the night so that yeah, was kind of special and stuff <laughs> yeah, you just get good. street tacos and we had a lot of street tacos and hot lots dogs. of tacos <laughs> i was gonna say are there like mexicans and chinese with the uh, night markets like that's what we that sounds like that would be perfect there was chinese. Uh, yeah, yeah it would be perfect they, it really would yeah we were hoping they had it's a so far there. out yeah. of the way that like I mean, you'd have to tell some Chinese people that like yeah. drive out of Manchester two hours and bring all their stuff. It's yeah, so I don't know. That, yeah. There was supposed to be a fuck a fuck place. There was before. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck letter Q. <laughs> right, and right. apparently it was something off of fucking yeah. great, but they um or they basically I think went out of <laughs> they business. They changed it they... to fuck you because yeah. <laughs> because they weren't allowed to say fucking great. That's funny. The town I used the town I used to live in in Ohio had one of the best uh, uh, variations on that. It was what the fuh. Um, well, that's was a really popular one. I, I think that's that... a chain now. Oh, I had, I hadn't yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. It's um, so popular, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, would you get down at emo night? Uh, what do you think? Like, I think no, yeah, I, I think you'd fit in. I mean, maybe, I think like you, 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 you would just have to let go a little bit. I could see, I could see your shoulders like okay. this shit. You just have to have a couple drinks, and then you you would be doing like the South Park. Like, probably, probably have to have a lot. I, like, I'm I'm uh, so I'm a musician. So like, I always am like, like I would rather be playing bass or guitar, or I'm like in the corner just talking to somebody like I, i'm not really uh yeah and, and so like you guys are talking about uh, uh metal and rap like that's the two types of music that i just my dna i just don't get like uh i, I like 
I like old blues and bluegrass and jazz and old bluegrass stuff okay. like that. So um, I don't like downplay all that stuff. It's just like those are the ones that I don't get. So yeah, well, you I, didn't I'm, say country, so I'm okay. No, I like I like actual country like don't, Hank Williams. Don't screw and, up a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny like, Cash, all that stuff. But. Got it. I, I bet I could make a country mix that that you would like, Mike. I should I should work on that, but that that's boring. Um, so you might like emo. It's like dark rock. Yeah, some of the I, I like. I, I think I I've I heard think. some of it. I like it, but in general, just like a lot of things, like if it was made this century, I I'm not really into. <laughs> I'm not really into it. Oh my god, you're such a hipster. I, I, well, I, no, I'm I'm gen, I'm just a normal you Gen X country guy. music. You might like it. You got some twang twang. Um, like some banjos yeah yeah. um yeah i'm down i'm down here in east tennessee now so i'm I'm where i belong so um so um yeah i i would like i'll I'll try to i'll try to come to pork fest one year it seems like every year something happens that that i can't make it and this year we my wife and i took our anniversary trip that week and Uh. so um so oh, have yeah. your anniversary there they have the yeah, atf there so the atf was there they had a tables alcohol tobacco firearms and they literally <laughs> had for sale alcohol tobacco and firearms that's and great special goodies yeah <laughs> my, my, my wife though is the most normal not she's she's like not libertarian she's just like not political and that's one thing one of the things i love about her so like she would hate pork fest. Well, they had acupuncture and massage. <laughs> They're tents. mostly apolitical, I would say. She she would okay. probably actually love it. They have wine. Uh, like I, I don't think you have to be political to have a good time. Okay. There, there's a lot of people that I invited a bunch of my friends next year now that I experienced it. And I was like, guys, you'll have so much fun. I know that you're not a libertarian, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, and maybe we'll convert you. <laughs> like a carnival and you guys, you can just go together. And I did see a lot of that. People who just yeah. brought their normie friends. And yeah. like, so like one person like, oh my God, it's Jack and Bill. Right, and right. Like, they're friends. You can tell they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, taxation's theft. And like, <laughs> like, oh my God, they're like culture shock. Well, I would like to see <laughs> more. I would like to see more kind of events like that. And we've kind of, Mike and yeah. I have talked a little bit about maybe doing something, not like pork fest, but like a, you know, just like a weekend somewhere. Cause like the, the whole Reno reset thing was great. We had a, we had work to do that week, but like the, it was so great to just like see people that you'd only met on the internet. And, uh, so there was a lot of celebration. And so, uh, uh, anytime, you know, you can go and there's a lot of other libertarians there. It's not just like, we don't talk about politics. We like, just like to be around each other so yeah just set up uh, a series of parties you know what yeah I mean? yeah because <laughs> like great. we we did the, the take human action tour earlier in the year and that was great but i'm never putting a tour together again like that that, that was <laughs> that was the most stressful thing ever man event uh, production is very stressful as someone that does it as a job yeah and i've it's done a number stressful. of events in the past but i've never done like a multi-city tour um oh, yeah. and wow. yeah that was i'm not doing that again so <laughs> like a, a one weekend part like series of parties that's not that yeah that's fine let's do yeah. that right yeah maybe it takes make everybody to, come to us yeah. you know and it's consecutive and right i can see that um but i would describe pork fest like that almost like one big party each day but it's not to say that there weren't serious talks and events going on. Yeah, it, for it sure. Very, yeah, it very much felt like this is what an ANCAP society would be. Like, it'd be like, 
oh, you got some people over here, you know, at the Body Freedom, you know, festival or whatever. I'm never going to go there to the, the nudist camp or whatever, but that's its <laughs> own little thing. Uh, you have, an, like, other, like, really niche tents that are about, like, you know. Um, spiritual village, which is yeah, all about, like, spirituality, stuff like that. Yeah, silversmithing, um, how to just, like, survive in the woods, make fires uh, to, yeah, more political events. Like someone said, right, the most political person could have been probably RFK or Vivek. Um, you know, like, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but it's more just, like, everyone's own unique interests, you know. And uh, and there's also, like, you know, like we were saying earlier, lots of kids, uh, mm. like, almost just as many kids just running around. They have this game called, like, Humans versus Zombies. You can download a, an app on your phone and uh, figure out who's a human or something. It's just like fun, innocent stuff for kids, too, at the same time. Interesting. So and all while that's happening, you have adults uh, who are strapped. You have uh, the pork rangers who are strapped. And also some of them are EMTs or doctors or nurses. And they're just volunteers. And they're like, yeah, we, we stay sober because we need to be in case <laughs> there's an yeah. emergency. But they ride around as well, like checking on everybody, offering free aid. Um, it's so beautiful. Like it, it, it just yeah. it blew my mind. And yeah, I just I don't think there's any event I've been to that's really comparable. Um, so it, it's something I really want to like repeat. And I think the music events were my favorite. Like after we went up on our performance on Tuesday, uh, that wasn't for emo night. It was just like our different rap uh, songs and some other ones. Um, but after that, we had like Peter Santana Santanella. Um, I, I forgot his last name. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Uh, <laughs> but his first name is Peter, and he put on a musical performance. And then I think it was like Friday oh, wait, night. Shiana. Oh gosh. Okay, <laughs> Peter Feliciano. <laughs> Sorry about that. Different Italian sounding name. <laughs> Whoops. Italian. Um, I think that's Hispanic, uh, but. Oh, really? Okay. I'm from hey. Asia. So that's why I was born here. But um, <laughs> yeah, so he was good. And then Jordan Page, he was oh, yeah. playing music on Friday night and it was nice. such beautiful sounds and it was nighttime and the fire was going. Oh, every night the fire was going pretty much. And that was like a huge place for people to just come together and talk. And then when you looked up, like, it's so clear. There's, like, no light pollution. So I saw so many different, like, constellations. Yeah. And, um, I, and think, I saw Kinsella's face. Oh, you saw Kinsella's face. Yeah, you get to see Kinsella. It's not as sourpuss as you might think. His face is not as much of a sourpuss as you might think he from, was telling from him. He was wrong about IP, of course. So Oh, in the <laughs> corner, right? Okay, he might have been a little furrow-browed then, but <laughs> yeah. in general. <laughs> well, but yeah, that goes so, to what? That goes to what Ron Paul always says, like you got to build a culture around this and have fun because nobody wants to put in work if the if you don't like the people you're working with and can't blow off some steam. Right. And so like I've always been a big believer in too is like people who come around the liberty movement who kind of put who, who kind of harsh that, you know, who are like um, not, you know, uh, who are kind of bad in the mix like that always makes me suspicious that someone who doesn't like hanging out with another libertarian because it's it just it, it, there, you know, we have examples of those over the last few years of people who I think are now sort of self-selecting out because I don't know why, but it sounds like that pork fest is living up to, and the whole New Hampshire thing is, is what it's supposed to be, right? It's people who have 
they come together on the things they like. They let each other do whatever in the areas where they don't come together. And, um, and that's why I, I think the Mises caucus, because we have a culture of our own that is somewhat like that, that I think gets people to stay around and do the work um, because it's not all business, you know. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that that many strands of the liberty movement, you can find that. It's in. it's it's making me think because we've done like the bashes at each of the conventions um, and they've been great. But it makes me wonder if maybe the next one should be something more of like a just like a rave. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. a dance party or something. <laughs> So yeah. last last pork fest question because I'm just this is more just a curiosity on my point is how yeah. was RFK and and uh, Vivek received like well, how did he, that go he sh- he shook my hand and said hey David how's it going I was like nah it's some other Jewish guy so <laughs> I thought it was David Friedman I don't you know I don't what, what is he blind like <laughs> and then someone accidentally like was pointing at David Friedman who was standing behind us yeah. oh okay okay I was like, oh, hey, Jack was in the in between yeah i think oh, you're okay. a lot younger than david Friedman. <laughs> that's what th- that's what i was saying yeah. Maybe I'll be he- heading there soon enough <laughs> um but yeah it's anarcho-capitalism <laughs> i'm sorry that's we what had- i think when i <laughs> we only caught like the last little bit of rfk just because we weren't going to go see him in the first place but um we were going to park because we wanted tacos but there were so yeah. many people who were there and we couldn't get parking so we had to like park at the far end of something it wasn't a parking spot so the, like the pork ranger said hey don't park here but they're all cool they about it. but a lot of people came just for him but then they like immediately left so there wasn't like this like huge thing of like oh our suddenly people- we saw like license yeah. plates with thin blue line and like maga <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just like a lot of people came just for him oh, yeah. but weren't yeah. staying around for liberty stuff or hanging out or exploring it was it was very much a hit, hit him go. being rfk or him being just him being rfk yeah, pretty much okay, people yeah. just okay. came for him and did not stick around because it like literally all the people that took all, right. all the parking it was immediately gone like which kind of sucked because like the people that actually were there for pork fest like i couldn't even get in Right. Yeah, like, and so it was like all of the people. I think a lot of people got in that were not even Porkfest people, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's kind of sucked. Right. It was like I think this was their first year trying that. Yeah. So maybe they'll learn and be like, actually, maybe it doesn't make sense. Like, maybe it doesn't bring in new people. To yeah. You. And wouldn't the point be for him to like to get in front of that us. new audience? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was more just for his benefit and and really and truly like we witnessed it. We we, mm. we were there and literally the people who came in for him the second it was over and he shook his hands, all the cars are gone back to, you know, free market. <laughs> so. There was a joke like, oh, RFK is coming. We're going to have to play spot the Fed again this year. Yeah, apparently that's a game that's played every year. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But and then they had apparently a metal detector that people went through and they blocked off parking their side so no one would shoot him from that side because apparently <laughs> to shoot him from the other side. It just didn't make any sense. But, yeah. you know, it's so <laughs> although it would be wild if the CIA would have picked that day to try. <laughs> that would have been genius from their uh, yeah, yeah, perspective. Yeah. Get some anarchists. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't. Like, I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> highly inconvenient for the. Part. <laughs> no. It really sucked. Yeah, uh, hopefully people didn't take that joke the wrong way because, like, I like the guy and, like, uh, you know, not as a libertarian, but as someone like I would much prefer the Democrat nominee for president be somebody who is sane, uh, at least somewhat sane on war and civil liberties and medical freedom and stuff like that. Like, I think he is basically kind of like a sixties 
Kennedy style liberal, which, you know, is probably a D plus on the libertarian spectrum, but like that the Overton window of the Democrats is now F minus, you know, um, that, and so I hate it when there's these people on Twitter, like, Oh, you libertarian. Every time, you know, RFK says something liberal, like on the affirmative action stuff, which I think we might talk about in a minute, but people are like, Oh, you libertarians are taken in by this guy. Like, I don't know any libertarian who thinks that he should be the libertarian nominee or who think he's that. It's just like to have somebody like that. He's a Ron Paul type as Ron was to the Republicans. He is to the Democrats making the, the, the people who the corrupt, you know, um, gangsters who run that party like have to spend time trying to to bat down these ideas in this movement like if if that's all he's doing he's doing something good but the fact that he is getting on rogan which people haven't heard that episode you got to hear that episode and the fact that he is like he basically explicitly said hey i want to use podcasts the way trump used twitter the way my uncle used television you know, I think that's yeah. a major shift that we libertarians yep. already know about. We've been and, saying that we that, like we the Mises caucus have been saying that that's how we have got to conduct the presidential campaign for years. So to hear that echoed back like from him was like both really cool. Like, OK, this is a viable plan that even people like at his level uh, would could agree with. And then also like, damn it, <laughs> they beat us to it in the primary, you know? Yeah. And Vivek the same way, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you you think Vivek the same way for the Republican? Like you prefer him out of all the candidates? Okay, we, can, we can get to yeah, we can get to Scotus in a minute. Basically, <laughs> let, you want you want to go for that? No, you take the Vivek. I just talked a lot about our. Well, basically, I do see them the same way. Is is that Vivek is a Republican and Kennedy is a Democrat? So to me, it's it's about compared to what. Like, I don't think comparing them to to rigid libertarianism is really fair or what they're claiming or the game that they're playing. So, like, I I like RFK, like much the same way that Aaron just said, like, I like him not because I think he's a libertarian or like, you know, this thing where it's like, oh, maybe we can make him a libertarian. Like, no, that guy is going to be a Democrat. His whole family is Democrats. You know, his history is a part of Democrat. uh, His family history is all Democrat history. You know, we're not going to get him. However, like Aaron said, if if I, I think the world and the country would be better off if uh, the Overton window on the Democrat side was more in line with RFK, because like all, all the things that RFK is bad on, the Democrat Party is bad on. But all the things that he's good on, the Democrat Party is bad on. So to me, the primaries as a, as a big LLP person, the, what I look for in the primaries is not who's the libertarian, but who's the best opportunity to shift the Overton window on either part or on either side. And I think in, in this run, Vivek seems to be that on uh, the Republican side, I would be willing to say maybe Larry Elder, if he can gain steam um, and then RFK on the left. Uh, I feel like, so the one thing that I just came to a realization of, do you guys hang out with normies much? Because I just went out with a bunch of like normal, like apolitical people and was like, oh, what do you guys think about RFK and Vivek? Not a single person had heard of them. and knew that they were yeah. running. So it's like, it, it, like in my mind, I'm like, sure, we can act like it's going to make a difference. I'm not really sold because it seems like still in like the mainstream like consciousness, they're not even relevant at this particular mm-hmm. time. Maybe that'll change, but right now they're not relevant. Well, non-voters outnumber voters by a wide margin. So, yeah, like the will it make a difference is generally speaking going to be amongst the people who are politically engaged. So well, if they're, if they're I, yeah. yeah. 
these now, people Trump, vote Trump is a different yeah, <laughs> Trump, the, the sitting president and that's joe biden that's different or trump because he's freaking trump that's different like yeah you know would these people have known ron paul would they know who john mccain you know what i mean like if, if they're not at all politically engaged i don't necessarily expect them to and they're not if they're not involved in the in the political process then i don't see them as part of that process to shift the overton window yeah Hey, hey Lauren, what's yeah? I've somehow never met her. Live, wow, never. Is that her in that picture? Because it looks. Yeah, like, I haven't seen your hair like that. She looks Lauren, like she's. Damn. Nice <laughs> Youthful picture. Yeah. So I mean, the tough part with with all these candidates, as always, <laughs> yeah, is just in people Florida. in the liberty space. You know, it's about resourcing because time is scarce. Your finances are scarce. So I just always caution people just to be realistic about these uh, other candidates, yeah. because at the end of the day, you know, even RFK was calling for people to be arrested for denying climate change. Um, he, you know, has been such a, a big proponent of, of gun bans and has been such a big proponent of, you know, all different Green New Deal uh, elements that, you know, it, there are definitely some some issues there you know, to consider. You know, in terms of someone actually taking their time to do something about it, other than okay, maybe you're just doing a primary vote for you know fun or something like that. But it, it's it's um, it can be easy to get distracted for people, uh, you know, and just trying to find that like next best solution. So I was just trying to caution yeah. people about that, especially with those uh, people. Because he did just say that uh, he would he would ban assault rifles if they put it through. And I've had a feeling that he was going to be that way in regards. I have a feeling he is most likely in favor of red flag laws and all of that stuff. Right. So, oh. you know, like, yeah, I guess take the good with the bad. <laughs> Sounds like every Democrat. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, and not every Democrat. Like, because mm. there's also political convenience aspects, right? There's some Democrats who give lip service, but they're like, I want to stay in office. And so they don't mess with it. You know what I mean? Like they're, when they're concerned that they will get too much backlash, like they, that is a consideration for some Democrats too. to, if they think that, you know, doing something with guns is going to make them up in their seat, they'll like give lip service, you know, kind of thing. So it's, it's a good question of, you know, who is most chomping at the bit to get something like that passed and to, you know, kick up votes in Congress for it. So yeah and an yeah. activist person is the person who i'm most concerned about you know what i mean not just a politico someone who's like yeah i'm just here to like you know fill my pockets but someone who is an activist mm. uh, that's where i'm always most concerned about a political actor and rfk is obviously an activist someone like aoc you know that kind of thing bernie that kind of thing so yeah yeah interesting yeah and, and as a i think we talked about yeah. this a little bit with uh, jeremy last week is that you know, as far as libertarians in a presidential race or something like that, or a statewide race, that's why we have to have bold messaging is because we want to activate the people who are already closest to, they may be sort of dormant libertarians, or they may be almost libertarians, that we we still are at the part, the point where we're trying to get people to do work and join us. We're not, we can't appeal to a median American voter because they're so far away from us so we need to activate these people who are almost sort of adjacent to us and that's why i think that the that the whole podcast uh you know alternative media whatever you want to call it is going to be where most of the fruit that we gather is going to come from over, over the next few years um and, and i just you know i i think this is going to be a very tough year presidential wise for the for the lp just because it's going to be so contentious um I think, oh, definitely. That, it's gonna I be think we're going to be lucky to get 1%, but so we have to, 
focus on keeping the message as, as Ron Paulian as we can to activate as many people as we can for the long haul. For the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would agree. And that, and that's also part of my appeal with like, to the extent that there is appeal with a, a Vivek or, is, or a, a RFK is that their audience is most likely to be dissidents, not necessarily libertarians, but dissidents. And I think dissidents, that's, I think that's what you're getting at with like the, yeah. the alternative media crowd. Like, are they all libertarians? No, but there's 12 million people who have basically, uh, who listen to Rogan, who have, you know, exited the, the mainline information gathering system, you know? So they are more likely than your average MSNBC watcher to be dissidents. And I yeah. think we just have a better chance with them. Yeah. yeah. Although I, I would say like on that note, like I, I agree that I want like, you know, more people who are on the fence to look at liber like libertarianism. And I think part of how we get there is not saying, okay, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to have political candidates on your show, like Vivek and Kennedy, like it's one thing to have them on your podcast and ask them questions. And I think you should, because that's really cool. Then you have the chance to actually like ask them all the questions, you know, but it's another thing to knowingly vote for someone, you know, you know, is against your principles or doesn't have all them. And especially when you know, like their position on gun control is more tyrannical it, just because like, yes, you could compare candidates and be like, okay, on these different policies, whatever. Okay. But here they're really bad and tyrannical. If you know that it, it's more like from a practical sense, you would understand that the thing, like the laws that will actually pass the bills that will actually pass mm -hmm. in Congress as it stands are the most tyrannical laws. So I would personally prefer just no votes and have political candidates on your podcast, call them out, you know, say, you know, like, here's what's not principled or not. Use that as a way to bring people into libertarianism. And then depending on what's going on with the LP, if you have a candidate that is principled that you can stand by, like, for example, if I think if, um, Maj Ture ran, I, I, and, or rather Spike Cohen and Maj Ture, I think that'd be really cool. Like I could see Spike Cohen. Um, I think he's really sound in the principles and the history, for example. Um, but, you know, if you had someone like that, well, now you can have and host debates uh, with a candidate that you, you know, has shown to be principled. Um, and that's how we can move the Overton window. Uh, it, it will still be that sort of long-term, like it's going to take time to change minds and stuff. But definitely, if you can have podcasts with them, you know, you can increase the exposure of libertarianism. I would just really hesitate to be like, okay, now let's go vote. Like, yeah. let's go vote for Kennedy, you know, or let's vote for Vivek, uh, you know, if you know that they're unprincipled on specific policies. I yeah. would agree in the, in the general yeah. election, I think it's fine for the most part yeah. to do so in the primary, um, just to, again, to move each party in the, um, in a particular way. Um, I, I right. because, and you're, yeah. So, but then a lot of libertarians it, are switching their registration to well, a it, Democrat just so they can vote for RFK. Right, and it, every that's the thing is. So I used to be the central committee chair of the Ohio LP, and we have like well, at the time we had some really weird ballot access laws, and so right after the so this was around like 2014, uh, 2012 to 2014, that if people voted for Ron Paul in 2012, then they could not so by the state of Ohio, they're officially a Republican 
and by state law, they could not be an officer in our party until they changed their registration. But you can't change your registration any other way than by voting in a primary or by <laughs> filing papers to run as that party. So we had people who show up and like, oh, I want to start a county party. And it's like, well, you can do that, but you can't officially be the chair because you voted for Ron Paul. And people were thinking, oh, we're like anti-Republican or anti-Ron Paul. It's like, no, they game the system. So like that's, as Brandy said, some that's a problem for libertarians in some states, but in other states where it's like open primaries or like in Tennessee, there's no libertarians aren't on the ballot and never will be. So like I could vote in one of the primaries and not affect my ability to be a libertarian. So that that's, and that's the other thing we're on this hamster wheel of ballot access, which is just so much time and energy and effort. And I don't envy Angela and the LNC and what they have to do. Um, because it, because we do need to be on the ballot, but that's why I think, with the Mises caucus, the decentralized project, decentralized revolution, the focus on the local stuff is kind of a way that we can be doing things and getting some victories and building um, a culture, building a bench of good candidates that, you know, it doesn't have to depend on the ballot access laws in your state because to run for city council is usually fairly easy unless it's a huge city. So, um, yeah, kind of diverged there to, to like back to the basics of what the Mises caucus is, but, uh, that's why we're doing what we're doing. So it doesn't have to be just about, Oh, try to catch lightning in a bottle and convince a celebrity to run as a libertarian or something. And, like that. and the last comment right. that I'll, I'll add kind of, um, going off of something you said, Foe, is, is, um, think of how many people who, as a result of the Ron Paul campaign became anarchists, you know what I mean? Um, like, and a lot of that had to do like I, I know I wasn't an anarchist. I mean, I was still pretty new at that time, but I wasn't an anarchist, um, you know, when I was campaigning for Ron and all of that stuff. It wasn't until I read a couple books and was so angry with what they did to him um, that that I kind of got like pushed into being an anarchist. And I wonder because let's be honest, RFK is probably going to get screwed somewhere <laughs> over, like down the line. You know what I mean? And if you have a whole bunch of dissidents who are super pissed off like that, um, I'm hoping that we might be able to use that to kind of bring them our way. Yeah, just Ron Paul was principled on the message of liberty, and that's why people yeah. went further down. Whereas there's nothing about RFK that gets them to, oh, I'm going to so, read these. Or Bernie yeah. Sanders. Bernie Sanders so, is a good well, example of that. Get them he not was take messed, a shot. But. He was effed over by the DNC. <laughs> yeah, precisely. he was. He did it uh, right. And which, people who just became more ANCOMs. I'm like, oh, and the DNC right. Control their own elections. And, like, they went cases. deeper, but yeah. ANCOM, like, not and, ANCOM. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's obvious. Well, I'm right, but so there. But my point is, is that there's some downstream effect because Ron Paul was yeah. was a principled libertarian. The right. downstream of that was me being an anarchist, which right. is clearly a few steps down the line from an RFK. Could we take <laughs> I don't the even fallout RF from? I was What's that? Say, I just don't even think that RFK would have any downstream towards libertarianism. Like, I just don't think I don't see that. It's not about RFK. Maybe personally. Vivek kind it's, of only because he says he's a libertarian and he uses that word he he, often. He says he, he says I used to be. Yeah, I used to be. And I'm like, what? yeah. But, but again, it's not about RFK personally. <laughs> it's about the people that yeah. that are interested in him. And then so when he's out there, like. So when I, I remember what I was shocked by a few things when I watched his announcement speech was capitalism works great. You know what I mean? Like and, and this kind of thing that is not present in the, in the current Democrat Party. Um, 
you know, the, the basically saying that we live in fascism. That is not being said by the, the Democrat Party. I think, is he a libertarian? No. Is he proclaiming to be a libertarian? No. But I think there's enough things there that you could work for that presents an argument for us to make to then fill in the blanks. Yeah. And you were, and, and again, are you going to get 80% of them, 70% of them? No, but I think you'll get a higher percentage of them than somebody who is interested in Biden. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, that's the thing. Our work as libertarians, I think generally speaking is done on the margins. Yeah. Sure, I yeah. would say most, most libert. I mean, most, uh, like Democrats are neoliberals and neoliberals actually like capitalism. So like Nancy Pelosi is very pro-capitalist. <laughs> she says she is, you know, she like that's her. She always talks about how she loves capitalism. Yeah, but you know? but how many backdoor deals does she have and everything? Whereas RFK has the history of like, you know, shutting down polluters and all of this kind of stuff. I'm just saying, I think, yes, it's not a downstream directly to libertarianism, but there's more of a there's more dots for us to be able to connect with that crowd than there is with anybody else running as a Democrat. And same with Vivek. I'm yeah, not saying it's a perfect outreach. thing. But yeah, doing outreach. Yeah. yeah, outreach is great. Outreach is the, great just yeah. like, you know, having them on your show, having them on the Mises Caucus podcast. That's awesome mm -hmm. if you could get Vivek and Kennedy. Like, that'd be really good yeah. uh, an opportunity. And, and ask them, like, the range of questions, mm -hmm. you know. That'd be cool. Go through all the caucus principles and just have them lay it out there, whether they're for gun control or not or whatever. And, yeah. and I also think that they are more likely to talk to us. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that they're going to the Bitcoin conference. They're going to Freedom Fest. They're going Fest. to, that's you know, going, going to Pork Fest, whereas yeah. you're not you're like and that might present an opportunity for our candidates to. I don't want to say work with them, but like have more broad conversations with them and get in front of their audience, which would never happen with the, yeah. with the non-dissident candidates. So it's just again, it's not about him being a libertarian, and 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 that's just to me not the fair comparison because he's not even claiming to be one. He's obviously not one, but it's it's which, where in the real world, do we have the best chance of pulling out people into the remnant? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't saying like, I think we all agree he's not like a libertarian. He doesn't describe himself as that. I was more just saying like I wouldn't, then say in terms of action, we should vote for this person like for presidency um i get what you mean aaron in terms of like okay if it comes to just like the dnc like being the candidate for the dnc great okay cool but when you're coming to like okay we're gonna tell people to vote for you know this the lp candidate republican candidate or D dnc you know i wouldn't say um saying kennedy or vivek or any specific person that you know is going to violate um, yeah principles that that would be my only thing is just like being careful not to because i did see even like some ancaps that i've known for years like have kennedy 2024 on their shirt so that's just kind of like going a step beyond just inviting him for a nice discourse or yeah. uh ideally right to debate the lp presidential candidate or presidential and vp candidates ideally that would be great be, yeah. you can have a nice you can actually enable a debate that will not happen on CNN. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or exactly. whatever. Like that would although, be. But, uh, although we're at the point now that who cares if a debate happens on CNN, right? There's 200,000 right. people watching it tonight versus. I don't think there's going they have to it be. on Joe Rogan. That's where it needs to happen. Right. right? right. Well, <laughs> and I don't, I don't think it's there's. I, I don't know that there's any reason to think that there is going to be debates on CNN and stuff like think. that because they pulled out of the debate commission. Right. So I think it's all going to be these kind of isolated uh, uh town halls and stuff like that which really opens up an opportunity for the joe rogans and all of that to kind yeah. of come in and fill that vacuum and one person who i've met heard mention that idea specifically is patrick bet david 
which is another idea that we have been saying right. for a long time that should happen or could happen is yeah. could we gain access to these networks uh, and, and these these platforms and then have them host debates and let us in as opposed to the debate commission that's run by like yep. you know corrupt Republicans and Democrats and all this bullshit. And it's only going to be to the point where we're a factor and are there's enough of us in the sort of the idea sphere that that they even have to listen to us because like i always love libertarians like oh let's sue to get on the debate stage well like really like you want to build a movement that they come to us and they can't avoid us right to like ask to be forced to be let on there which you know i'm not saying that's like violates the nap or whatever because these are gangsters and they're not but they'd probably yeah. use that to their advantage to their right. slant right like oh right. look at these crazy be a waste of money. you know whatever and it could be just a waste of money right you'd be better off funding <laughs> yeah. like an actual like live ticketed event where you have a, a simulcast streamed event mm-hmm. and you have like you know kind of people up on stage with a questionnaire with several people you know in austin wherever it is whatever and you actually have field <laughs> yeah, questions and it becomes like a big fun <laughs> thing that people enjoy and like have a drinking game too, kind of thing where it's actually, you know, kind of hyped up and fun. I think that would probably, you know, uh, <laughs> Alex the, uh, Jones gets I think your cat, I think your cat wants to say something, Mike. What? I know. He's, he's a fan favorite. Chats, man. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, we're, we're pretty far in and we've kind of just flowed. Um, let's get to the That's stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. The stories. The stories. The stories. Yeah. Oh, before I forget. Um, Damn it, Aaron. uh, So this is, this is kind of, this is, this is, I have to say this. Um, It sounds, you can't really say happy birthday to Julian Assange because there's no happiness where he is right now, unless he's a very, well, like sometimes it breaks my heart when I see Ross Ulbricht's tweets that he is such a happy guy and finding some peace in a horrible situation. I think Assange has it much worse. Um, Not that, you know, whatever, but like he's, yeah he's sick and all this stuff and um it's his birthday today um and that's one rfk said he would pardon him so like but uh, i just think as libertarians we need to pray for people like that and if we can write letters and tell people um you know because yeah assange uh, did some great stuff um i just wanted to mention that before i forgot it but i think we were one to maybe talk about the supreme court stuff is that where you're going mike yeah we could start there so the good news is, is that if Jack and Fa ever have a child or my wife and I ever have a child, that they now have a, a slightly better chance of getting into Harvard than they did before. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like when I was trying to go, I think I was at an advantage. They're like, oh, OK, it's not like the highest SAT yeah. or the highest GPA, but. Yeah. Scary. Well, like, <laughs> so, come on. in. Yeah. So so the affirmative action thing got struck down. There was also the um, uh, the 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 lady who makes wedding websites who didn't want to make them for gay couples. And uh, the 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 decision went the libertarian way on that way, although you ask some beltway libertarians and they they would say that went the wrong way. But in general, it's like a lot of these liberals on Twitter with this are, are like they're just losing their minds. And I I like to see it. So. I don't understand how it's not obvious. Like as, you know, I'm I'm bisexual. I'm technically LGBT. And like I why would I want why would I want someone to like make me a cake or do something? Why would I want to give them my money 
if they don't like me and they like hate right. me, you know, like I don't want to give those people my money. Like, screw well, you're those well, people. you're a well-adjusted adult and not a cry bully, <laughs> right? Or that right. you're not a right. Karen who's like, you better make this cake for me. Because that, <laughs> and, and that's I, I my my answer to that question is is I mean we're joking and laughing about it right now, but what it what it is yeah. in my opinion is the the politicization of all of all things in life gives people an avenue to channel their resentments into making a political argument to achieve power and, and kind of uh, validate their, their victim status and all of this stuff uh, and use that to, to bully people. That's it. I mean, it really is that you are at least reasonably psychologically sound to where you don't want to wield whatever, like your, your, um, you know, your LGBT status or whatever uh, and into, into political power because you've, you've been taught or feel like you're a marginalized, you know, minority or whatever. Yeah. Right. And now I can finally make my gays only cake bakery. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, no, no straight people allowed in there. (laughs) Well, one thing that's interesting that, um, within like the gay community is that like there's not a lot of lesbian bars because there's actually they get in trouble for saying that men can't come in like it's very weird yeah like so there's not that it kind of like killed into a lesbian bar but many gay bars i've seen yeah there's not as many like just strictly lesbian bars where like only women are allowed because it's like it's also just because of everything you know like okay what about trans what about non-binary you know like there's all these like gray areas i guess and people get mad about it but hey at least this will make it so that lesbians can have their bars again maybe we can make the boy scouts boys again (laughs) there you go wait but can gay bars exclude women no Uh, no i no well Well, well, now they must be able to right well because yeah because like technically anybody can be gay Oh, yeah. I guess. But well, then, what are guys gay? I don't well, any, you know, any 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 gender can be gay. It's just you you are sexually attracted to the person of the same sex. Maybe I maybe don't. I have like this weird nineties nineteen fifties view of it. But um, well, I guess that, fair. Now, so like, the 1990s was like gay is guys like each other and lesbians are girls. But a, I know gay does mean we need a gay. Word for I was actually just about to ask that. Is there a term for for guys that are gay? Like because le- <laughs> like, there's no such thing as a male Not an lesbian. appropriate one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we'll get uh, we'll get shut down pretty soon. I know a few. <laughs> really? How did I not? I'm not this? allowed to say home. That's no, you can say I mean, homosexual. I mean a, that is a, not a, the um, word I was thinking a, about. I mean, a term. yeah. <laughs> if you're, th- I wasn't going there, but I think I know the word you're thinking about. <laughs> yeah, you're all bigots. That never even entered my mind. I want a Merriam-Webster dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because gay is, is kind of, technically gay is kind of like an umbrella term that everyone uses, but like technically it is like I guess. But they have LGBT, but they don't give guys something for themselves. That's not fair. They're the G, I think. But that's not, that could be girls but too. We, well, that's just because we co-opted it. Culturally. So <laughs> and we have the smallest section at department stores too. Yeah, just, we have the male suppression. God. Well, that's, that's because you have to shop in the boys' uh, department, Mike, because you're so short. But. Oh, my God. Oh, dang. Sorry. I, I have to, I have to. I have to go to the tall and fat section because I'm really, really large. So, um, tall and fat. 
Yeah. So there's a Rodney Dangerfield movie back in the eighties called easy money. So instead of like big and tall, like he, he's the owner of these things and he calls it Thornton melons, tall and fat store. So I just call them tall and fat stores now. But, um, one, one thing that's pretty funny is um, in like the different opinions on the Supreme court cases, it seems like even that has got politicized to the point where they're like trolling each other in their, in their dissents or their um, agreements. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're like taking oh, shots really? at each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting because I, like I hate the whole idea of a Supreme court, like that people think that they're, you know, there, there are, you know, I like Thomas because he like, doesn't like, he, he is pretty brilliant, but even that, like the fact that like, like I'm a very much a Lysander Spooner guy on like the law, right? Like the law is always going to be applied by men who, or women uh, increasingly these days who, you know, it's like whatever they want it to be, they're going to, you know, there's no such thing as the rule of law and the whole myth around the Supreme court that these are, you know, disinterested, you know, wise people who are trying to come up with the right thing. You know, anybody looks at, you know, Sotomayor or, or what's her face Kagan, like they're, they're just like the, the the weird liberal lady on Twitter, you know, th- that's what they are. And, and they, they got nominated. They're there and they're going to like Sotomayor's thing on the Roe versus Wade thing was like embarrassingly bad of her legal reasoning, but her vote counts just as much as like Clarence Thomas or whatever. So it is inherently a political thing. Um, you know, these things happen to go the right way, I think for Liberty, but like, there's nothing special about these people and you know the next group who's in they're gonna you know who there's Make no such worse. thing as, there's they're no such thing as the rule of law it's just what it's arbitrary with the mix of people who happen to be there and how it comes out mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know definitely yeah john's yeah. hasness is one who wrote the myth the rule of law right but yeah he published that so yeah cool dude oh and we met like uh at pork fest um his what was a daughter his daughter went to school with this couple that we met. They're like, oh, I didn't know this. But we did, like, after reading about Liberty, I'm like, our daughter goes to school with John Hess's daughter. We're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Thomas I'm, talked about that article a lot. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's very, but, but politically. <laughs> Sorry, pol- no, just kidding. Someone said pol- earlier. Go ahead, Aaron. Politically, how this thing is going is just, uh, it's hilarious. Like uh, liberals are on Twitter now saying, Oh, does this mean I don't have to serve Trump people in my restaurant now? It's like, and libertarians are like, yes, that's what like, it should be like that. But like Mike was saying earlier, like, I don't want to live in a world where like when the waiter comes up to the table, you guys have to exchange like, Oh, okay. Who did you vote for? Uh, Who who are you married to? Oh, sorry. I got to get up and go because you know, that's, that's what a free market division of labor should be is like, only when things like that really matter do we care and we can just do business and live peacefully everywhere on all these other transactions. That's what Mike was getting at is if every single thing is a politically uh, tinged discussion, like that's, it's inherently about power at that point. That's that's what politics is. You're a couple of steps away from Rwanda at that point. The businesses that are going to do the best are the ones that aren't going to discriminate. And so oh, yeah. it's just all the ones that discriminate are going to screw themselves over. So in the end, it's all going to work out. But that, that's the model that, for most businesses that are successful. They don't discriminate intentionally. And yeah. they also try to stay apolitical because they don't want to alienate people. And they want to make it about like, oh, the coffee I'm serving. Yeah. It is right. hard, though, because like as someone that owns you a business. Their coffee? I don't know. Like, it's yeah. like, how do you not be political? Like, like. 
just a, to that staying apolitical, even as a business, it's like me as my individual self is political, but my business is not. And yeah. it's like but people sometimes get confused with the two, you know? Right. Well, well because the overriding the overriding language of business is profit. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's that's what it's about. It's not about your politics per se. And that's ultimately, especially in this economy, what's going to I think there's two things here. One, the kind of this, even for the people who are hyper focused on racism and bigotry and all this stuff, I think they're going to be shocked to find it how not cool that shit is in today's world. Like they want you to believe that if 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 this goes away, that we're going to go back to Jim Crow and we're going to go back to all this shit. Like we're, we're, it, it, the world is so much different. It's going to be such yeah. backward ass, like small pockets of people that don't really have hardly any right. black people anyway, like that are going to look like <laughs> such fools and be such national stories uh, if they yeah. do that. Um, mm -hmm. And two, I would the argument that I would put towards those people is. You're basically by forcing like businesses to not be able to state what their preferences is. If they're that stupid or that hateful, where you know they're gonna they're gonna override the profit motive to put that in there and alienate customers and therefore drop profit. Um, you know why would you want to put something in law to where you would pay them anyway? Like if you didn't if you didn't know, right. then you're just going in there and patronizing something that you would otherwise wouldn't if you if they were allowed to state their preferences. And, right. and therefore restrict your access to choice. So, like, why why would you want that? And right. I think we, I think we, I think, yeah. I, I think we mentioned right before we came on is like the example of the curves. I think is the gym thing that is I think marketed toward women only. And so, like in that case, they're marketing toward a niche or like Brandy's thing of the les lesbian bars. Like that's the attraction. And if they can make it in the free market. Um, by doing that, then that's fine. But if you just want to be racist or whatever, then you, you are the one bearing the cost of that. Right. And if you can still make that you're bearing the cost, it's a free market, you can do it. But like Mike said, like, I don't know, I, I don't know any, I live in East Tennessee and I don't know anybody who would, you know, like if the restaurant said, Oh no, black people, like, I don't know anybody who would like support that. And, but it would also, but freedom allows for the niche thing. So like if you were like, um, like a, you want to have a black women's yoga class, right? Go ahead, go do that. That's great. You know, and th that's why freedom reduces social friction and outs the people who are jerks about things, uh, in either direction. And so I, I'm, I'm intrigued with where this is going to go, but what I thought was the other real significant part of this thing is that basically immediately, like within minutes after that decision came down, Biden gives like a press conference is like, yeah, we're against this. We're going to do everything we can to get around it. You know, uh, the colleges yeah. like Harvard and stuff did that, which again goes back to my point that it's not about law and of like, oh, yeah, we had now agreed on this. We're going to change. People are still going to do what they're going to try to do. Um, and so I, I just think it's. I just think it's uh, just one other thing that we're going to uh, add to this whole mix. And the 2024 election is going to be lit is all I can say. <laughs> the the yeah. one outcome that I see happening from this that I haven't heard anyone really talk about is I predict that this is going to be a massive blow against the uh, systemic racism thing, like the, like the systemic racism argument, because, you know, they would want you to believe that, 
The only thing, you know, the, the, the onward march of progressivism and these progressive laws that are protecting our equality and all of this stuff are the only things that are holding back the floodgates of hate and discrimination and all this shit. And that world's just not going to exist now that this is gone because because society has radically changed in the past 70 years. And and uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to be able to look to that and point to that. Or, or like I said, the fact that the people who do engage in dumb stuff like that, they're going to be in today's world completely blasted like they're 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 gonna be completely blasted completely viral completely seen as like backwoods hicks and and it's just not gonna go how you know we've been sold by the the people who profit from victim narrative yeah and and i like you said there there will be and maybe some places that will like some people who will be successful in their niche and have a a whites only club or church or whatever you know i mean for churches it's already like you can it's pretty you know there's a lot of just ethnic based churches already but when it comes to like for-profit businesses i i think that may still happen but the thing that we have to hone in there is just like look you have the freedom to create your own business in competition and if you don't have that freedom that's more precisely the problem not not the fact that somebody is free to discriminate um with their own property so this yeah. is also happening in like the sorority and fraternity world where there are uh like not like non-binary people trying to join a sorority and then like people are saying that they can't and it's like this whole weird thing but it's but they're saying that the sorority itself if they don't allow them in or allow trans women in or something like that then they are discriminating but like there should we should be allowed to have obviously any whether it's women owned spa only spaces or male only spaces you know it should be either way you should just be allowed to do that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah and and this is this is the argument that the more savvy of the libertarians the non-beltways have always tried to point out that the, 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 the forced equality libertarians want to try to like legislate away ironically enough is that in the absence of the state forcing equality the truth of the matter is is that people will associate with each other along innumerable innumerable number of lines it could be race-based it could be religious-based it could be ethnic-based it could be culture-based it could be language-based but that's how human groups have always associated with each other and formed different groups and stuff like that there's nothing inherently wrong with that you know mm -hmm. like and right. and uh and it never ends it's just right. whether you give you know these different groups the power to you know the power to legislate power yeah and then right. like use it against everyone else so. Right. Whereas without that, and it's just a, a, a social marketplace, so to speak, you can come and go as you please. There's no need for war. There's no need for conflict. You know, like there, there, there's just come and go, you know, and, and patronize where you want and all that stuff. And that's a lot less dramatic than like these laws that force everybody into one like polyglot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And And the other thing there, too, is the systems in place for like, you know, um, following up on actual crimes and initiations of violence like actual like you know rape or theft like that already still exists that doesn't go away with this you know so it's just reminding people like look it's still illegal to to steal rape murder all these things like this court ruling is literally actually improving property rights like at the end of the day that's the point it's just further enshrining property rights and making it more consistent you know Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Brandy, I know you wanted to um, 
to talk about what's going on in France and you've been you've been following that story. Yeah, basically it was a young teenager who stole a car, I think, and then got killed. I don't know if he got shot. Did, uh, this is the thing I don't know. Did the French police have guns? Because it doesn't, when I look at the videos of them in the streets, it looks like they don't. But apparently this guy got sh shot, murdered, killed by cops. And that's how this all started. Um, and yeah, it looks like the cops are kind of like, losing a little bit <laughs> like like this is kind of getting out of control it's definitely not the normal like french riots so, that you normally see so help, help me paint the picture here what's the narrative of of are these or demonstrations are they riots uh like what's what what is the narrative that's animating it like what what is the picture here well so the mainstream media narrative is very different than like the social media narrative so it's like the mainstream media is all like that basically this is just like the George Floyd riot, like 2.0, pretty much. Like, they're just fighting against systemic racism that is existing in France within the police. And, like, it's all... And, and the president is saying that it's teenagers. He called... It's, like, teen riots. And he's blaming it on social media and video games. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But then on... Then when you go on, like, Twitter, you kind of see it in a different light where it seems like it is... It's It's... One, a lot more it doesn't seem like it's just teenagers that's for sure and it does seem like it's uh pretty uh violent lighting a lot of really but one thing that really makes me mad is the lighting of libraries lighting libraries on fire like you'd think we would have learned a lesson on that when we've lost like the library of alexandria and stuff like don't light libraries on fire <laughs> like what hopefully everything's archived but still there's probably some very historical books in there that it's all in french though what are you going to do with those <laughs> it might not be <laughs> have you guys not been am i the only one that's been paying attention to this um a, a, a little bit like i know that um i think I the heard... illuminati have a backup so yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully. the vatican <laughs> the vatican Yes, some of the some of the things that I've seen kind of, you know, do mention that I think a lot of it is uh, the Muslim population. It's like a lot of this, and like I, I, I know unemployment is bad in France, but it's worse among Muslims and uh, immigrants and things like that. I think that. it's like twenty percent uh, in France right now, something like that. I think like it's nine percent. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was thinking of like the refugees. You're probably right. Twenty percent. Yeah. Um, and that's that's probably the official number, which means it's probably way worse than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, one interesting uh, theory I heard uh, was that this uh, and this is kind of far out there, but I never put it past these guys that hasn't Macron like recently on uh, made some like foreign policy things that were kind of not super in favor of the U.S. Like wasn't he like trying to do something to maybe uh uh, that wasn't agreeing with us on on uh, uh, Ukraine or something like that. So there's always the chance that this is being fomented by the CIA to do re re regime change against Macron. But well, um, people are also confused why these uh, because the gun laws in France are very strict. And right. it seems like a lot of these protesters have weapons and it's like, how are they getting these weapons? Like how where like I guess criminals will get weapons if it's illegal either way via black market. Um, but I will say that these riots make a pretty solid argument for why 2A is important. Yeah. Because like it, the, the people that are having the weapons 
are the criminals and all of the people that aren't criminals don't have the weapons and are just kind of screwed yeah uh, and can't defend themselves guns? is it guns that they have yeah uh, there's gun control oh well. i saw fireworks oh, there's fireworks too yeah there's been some videos of people with guns but then also it comes down to as i said the mainstream media isn't really showing a lot of these videos so everything's from social media and it's so hard to know what's real and what isn't right and that, like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what is, what's is someone happening. arming you know protesters like <laughs> secretly that can happen there is a rumor this is pro this is like conspiracy probably i don't know people were saying that like there were these weapons that went missing that were supposed to make it to ukraine people think that like they made it to france instead i don't know right, uh, i don't know the validity know. in that right it's well, hard to know when it's it's hard to get that on the ground, like reporting. Oui. Well, I, I I always think about these oh, things. Oui? Why, oh, French. Oh, yeah. Yeah. why I always <laughs> go to the I always not go the to national the national identity. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's so collective. Sorry, I always I go. That's all right. I always go to the conspiracy angle on these things because yeah. for the same reason, like on the George Floyd stuff, like here in America, like cops do crazy stuff like that to Americans like every day. And, you know, you'll have something as bad as George Floyd, like a, at least a couple of times a month somewhere in the U.S. And so like why that one? Why that one does the media decide to play it up? at that particular time for that particular reason. And I got to believe that like given the, the economic situation in France and the fact that there are pockets of uh, there are neighborhoods and, and towns that are like majority Muslim and stuff like that, there's got to be conflict with the police all the time. So like what, what made this one like the, the thing that, okay, the media starts talking about and there's, uh, and there's actual riots and stuff about it. So I'm always like, okay, how did they let it get to this point? Why is this one the one that is a match that strikes this thing off? And I, I just can't uh, think it's like random. I well, mean, something's I think that they on. said that like uh, there's videos of uh, Muslims saying, if you kill one of our own, we'll kill you. So if that is part of it, like there's could be a connection there i don't know it does seem like there is it's a it is i don't know what the percentage is but there is seems like a lot of the rioters are refugees so um i don't know so are the riots muslims like is this some kind of left-wing movement or is it well is so it's like a, a right wing response because of... there's been you know a lot of tension with the the migrants going into Europe. it's a mix of muslims and also socialists like i've been seeing a lot of just like left-wing like socialists encouraging the riots as well so i think it's a mix of both here and mm -hmm. and probably some young kids who are dumb and just like yay like fuck the state but like we're gonna do it in this like really not constructive way in my opinion um because it doesn't seem like they're really i mean i don't know i don't see this going well and they're letting out zoo animals and that makes me really sad like what's going to happen to these poor zoo animals are they going to get killed i think that was old footage actually that's that's from years back there was so that di so that's not real it's real but it's from like three years ago it wasn't oh! one of the things sorry i gotta come in for yeah this. those yeah. those animals were thank gone you. before you cared <laughs> thanks <laughs> well good to know good to know that it's fake god animals, but just not i know you ones, sorry it's like that's anything right. you see on the internet you really have to just like yeah, that's why I don't not do not know who to trust thing. yeah i know one thing one video you have to like check more it, research. what i'm curious what do you guys think is the capacity for 
more riots to break out here in the states because like i don't know how this is going to play out but like i think we could see a situation where I i'm just going to say this is my opinion and i'm to i totally could be wrong i think trump is going to go to jail like I, 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 I do think that he's going to go to jail because he technically did it. And it's like some technical bullshit, bullshit. But that's all they need. You know what I mean? Like and and, oh, and, and technical yeah. bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like it's oh, it's yeah. just how they operate. It's like the whole idea that like uh, Al Capone didn't go down for, you know, right. being a, 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 a kingpin. Right. Yeah. It was for tax evasion. So they'll right, get their man. I think they might have done that with him. So we might enter a an environment here where you have a very unpopular Biden. RFK probably gets uh, 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 who's who's going to be the biggest contender. It's looking like um, gets publicly screwed the way Ron Paul does. Trump goes to jail. You know what I mean? And 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 if you have yeah, all of that built up, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys think that there could be like riots here again? Or like what what like are what are we potentially right looking at? Riots? Or, I mean, Trump would definitely Trump going to jail would definitely be the bigger of those two events. Obviously, um, I think right wingers are more conscientious than the left. I don't see them being yeah, the type to like light light up buildings and and after Jason, they're into gun rights usually yeah. and some basic property leanings, property rights leanings. Yeah, after what happened on that so, that January five plus one day, that was um, really scary for a lot. A of lot people of people. And, got disheartened by that because a lot of people were spending a lot of people got a long over. time in isolation yeah and a lot of you know the people that might have do those things are kind of disillusioned after that i'd say so so then what i, I guess it begs the question then of like what does happen like if you have this group of people who who you know right wrong whatever you think who truly f feel that the the election was stolen from trump mm -hmm. uh in 2020 and and i think with, with some good reason um and then they put him in jail after all of this stuff that's going on with Biden. His, you know, he had records in his house. He was never president. You know, his son gets a sweetheart deal. All this crazy shit. What does happen? I hope uh, Texas and Florida secession and California, you know, like that's one thing that could possibly happen is just like, I think it's another thing on the, on the, uh, you know, the, another straw that's about to break the camel's back of people like, yeah, this whole, uh, uh 50 States under this government thing is not working out and, and just the lack of faith in the, in the process. But like, I think you're right, Mike, I think that there probably would be something more sort of visceral and stuff happening. And I wouldn't put it past again, just like the, the thing that Jack was talking about that happened at the building in Washington, like that was, obviously ginned up by the alphabet agencies like that you know it was obviously uh, a lot of a lot of uh, gullible people who went there and it was made into something that it was not i think most right-wingers would maybe kind of get that and not fall for that again but you never you never know and that was uh, so well, tame i would not call that a riot in any sense because I mean, they were also let in like yeah well, there's parts of there's attacks but he has like fbi led in some of those cases yeah. but i think the main yeah, thing is that Trump compared to like some of the riots that happened as a result of george floyd like those were actual like people that burning was because the video footage right the like media, that, if so. the media has a good angle to use to promote that's what really gets people drummed up it's it's mostly oh do we have good you know video angle of this to really get people going mm. but what, with uh, trump though i mean if I was in Trump's shoes kind of thing, if he's thinking about this long term, I would imagine he would be like, I'm going to throw my political weight and support behind whoever is going to promise to pardon me. 
That would be what I would think right off the bat. Oh, 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 no, no, no. He can still run from jail and pardon himself if he won. Yeah. And he's Trump, right. he'll do it. He oh, could, you can. but I, I would imagine he has that <laughs> so in the back of his mind that he might want to <laughs> curry fit. Because remember, Trump himself pardoned tons of people. He pardoned Lil Wayne. So he's, he's all familiar with pardoning, baby. <laughs> so I guarantee you he has in the back of his mind who can I support as well as backup um, to make sure that I get out of this ASAP. And I'm sure he's going to file whatever appeal he can possibly do immediately, even if there's a conviction, just try to go for anything. So I think there's well, a lot. So you don't think any rights. No, I think, the, and, I think he's going well, to look for yeah. opportunities to either push it out or to get out of it kind of thing. I was I was listening to Judge Knapp's podcast about this, and he was saying that it's very likely that this that the let's say he does go to jail, that that happens either right before or right after the GOP convention. Oh, sure. I, I, it's yeah. all it's been politically orchestrated from the beginning. So, of course, that's what yeah. they're looking to do. I just I don't think that he would go to any um regular facility because <laughs> you're not going to put an ex-president into any old regular facility so it's it's going to be interesting um you know however he's going to be put in the epstein prison i know right? they're like, oh, <laughs> familiar come on in he's like wait a second <laughs> and then you see like this blonde hair come out from the side and these you know blue eyes the, well there's also the possibility that he could have if he was smart which no one's yeah. ever accused him of being like he's such a great mix of like incredibly smart and funny and like completely clueless like i've never seen a person like that but like what he could have done and i hope he did is like before he's president he could have made like a what's called a pocket pardon like he could basically sign like hey i pardon myself for anything i've ever done uh, uh or ever will do and that would have the force of law and he could do that so if I hope he does that. And if he gets convicted and then brings that, Oh, look what I did. That would just like, it would melt everybody down at that point. Then there would be a, a riot on the left, but well, we're, we're coming up against time. So before we, we okay, well, outro, strap just in case <laughs> before, before, before we outro, let's do, let's go around and do the way too early to call it. Uh, do you guys think he goes to jail? um it's tough oh, to know, know but thing. i would currently lean that he gets convicted but saying he gets convicted versus going to jail is not the same okay fair enough i would agree he gets convicted so let's, <laughs> let's say that yeah i defer to my lawyer because yeah. that's the uh, thing too is he yeah. could get convicted and like <laughs> okay you got to do a year of probation and community service and also nonsense they could they could do that too they could so Who's what's next? all your guys's what's all your guys's he's rich yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. It's hard for me to envision oh, that's that. That's boring. Would. I. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I don't. I don't think he's gonna go to jail. Maybe convicted, but I'm gonna. I, don't I know. defer to my lawyer. Is that boring, Michael? They, yes. <laughs> the main issue is the courts in New York, and you have to remember it's New York judges and stuff like that. So that's oh. the other problem is that it's just who's at the front line. At the front lines, this is people who don't like him. So if, if there's something more politics, change, yeah, it's gonna be right. higher up and getting moving further away from you know the. The mess that is New York. <laughs> well, the the document thing is federal and it's in Florida, oh. and I think he's actually got a better chance with a with a jury there in where it's going to be. I heard Robert Barnes That's break all this true. down, and yeah. so I think that if it does go to trial, which I don't, I don't think it's going to go to trial. But when it does, like I think it will be a hung jury, um, and I think that the, I think that uh, it's in the Democrats' interest. I think to have this just be over his head the whole time, I think. But I think if he does get convicted, 
that he definitely wins as president. Um, and my other prediction, yeah. which, which I said last week or the week before, my prediction is that uh, Biden and Harris will get the Democratic nomination after the convention, but before the election, Biden will either uh, cease to be breathing anymore or will get sick. They'll take him off the ticket and put Gavin Newsom at the top of the ticket. So I think it's going to be Newsom against Trump, and Trump is going to win in a landslide. No, not Newsom. Oh, he's going to lose. Some big predictions. These are big. Like these are real big. That's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Right 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 now, like next time we speak, I don't don't think that's going to be the case. Um, I would think that. (laughs) What about LP guys? We're Mises Scott. If he gets arrested. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think DeSantis. I I actually do think. I've said this before. I think that if DeSantis wins the primary, he'll win the election. But that takes if he wins the primary. It's a big if. Yeah. It's a big big if. But if he does, I'm going to be very, I will gamble on that. Like, I'll put money down. I think he'll win if he gets, if he wins the primary. So, what are the presidential uh, betting market uh, odds (laughs) on who's going to get the libertarian nomination? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, it (laughs) it has been real. Appreciate you guys coming on the decentralized revolution. You Give your, your cat, your your puss. Yeah, it helps keep me calm. I'm like a like a he's like my uh, my stress toy. Uh, but what, what's what's uh, what what are your guys' plugs and where can people follow you? Oh yeah, go my, ahead, Jack. Sure, my plug is Jose. He lives off 49. I mean, sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, like, so not just out. Yeah, yeah San Jose. Um, no, no. <laughs> so we got stuff over on Jack V. Lloyd. That's J A C K V L L O I D. Jack V. That's my kind of new website where you can connect with all I do, and then my comic book website V O L V is Victor V O L C O M I C dot com. That's where you can check out comic book series and all the other good stuff I do, and of course. There's an unlimited number of things we do from music to events. We've got an event with Lou Perez coming up on uh, September 9th. Um, that's going to be yeah, a gun Florida. range and com- a comedy show in Florida. Exactly. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, say all the, the fun stuff you do. Oh, so what Jack said except, like, proofreading and then <laughs> – and then um it, for me you can find my website and like twitter instagram all the things youtube on the philosopher.com that's t h e p h o l o s o p h e r.com so yeah ch- check out those things and got a music video coming out break the great reset um so i'll be fun going to be a uh, chasing Klaus Schwab, Schwab around tampa as he that's, that's cool uh, Brady, tell us uh, where your stuff is and who our guest next week is going to be. Uh, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Creatrix underscore TTV. And I'm also on Twitch where I stream video games and vibe. And next week we'll be having Robbie Bernstein. Bernstein, Bernstein. Hey. So, so, Jack, you're, you said you're Jewish, right? Yes. I, so. I we're going to have th- uh, three in a we row. We might have to break it up. We can Kaufman, we can Lloyd, that. and then Robbie. <laughs> we'll have to get Dave the week after. Gene Epstein, Spike Cohen. Jew Pride Month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after Gay Pride Month. They're going to blame you for, like, forcing the Jews to take over now. Like, oh, he's who's above the Jews. Now we found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> will, in fact, replace yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> We just needed uh, <laughs> autism by genetics uh, in order to uh, achieve liberty. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was my joke at Porkfest. I was like, okay, I have many jokes at Porkfest. But one well, of them was like, is there more autists or more Jews or more autist Jews? Which yeah. one? Like, which <laughs> is the highest? <laughs> right? Hmm. <laughs> that is hard. Which of the three groups is the biggest in the intersection, right? Is it- That's funny. It was funny because we, we, were, we were talking to this guy. Um, who who basically he's he's a, a Twitter guy who does uh, Simon some was polyglot yeah. from the Netherlands right so we're like oh he's, he's like, like hey you're from the south <laughs> I'm like, guess you- my accent I'm like the UK and he's like no ha 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 the yeah, Netherlands <laughs> so like, oh are you Jewish he's like no and then some guy turns around he's like I'm Jewish so <laughs> every other person at Porkfest was Jewish like okay he's like eh? <laughs> I mean. Was he part of the Jewish and autism? I don't know. Yeah, shout out to know. Alu Axelman. Right there in the corner. Oh, he writes a lot of books. <laughs> I don't know if he's passionate I mean, hey, about liberty or autism. It is the Mises Caucus autist, after all. It's the Mises Caucus. So. Yeah. Mises Rothbard, baby. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we're on the Southern Poverty Law Center hate list for being anti-Semitic, partly I think, right? Right, uh, Mike. Yeah, and... but literally, our yes. our heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are hate watch. Or we're, we're we're in the crosshairs of hate watch. What, Mike? What's our next? The good Jews versus the bad Jews. You know what I mean? What, what's our next goal? If we now that we've got the Southern Poverty thing, what's our next? Uh, badge of honor uh we need to well, think about we've that we've had a bunch after. of hit pieces by by mainstream media written about us um Congratulations. it's been a few months so we need to get on that uh, yeah you know, yeah yeah we need to get on that we'll uh we'll talk about the next uh, mises caucus XCOM meeting um mike thanks for coming back on the show we actually missed you um and uh we're happy that uh you and emily are, are good i hope you get some sleep i hope cloud grows up to be taller than you uh he's yeah. not going to grow up to be a better guy if he uh, he will grow up to be as great a guy as you so i'm very happy for you guys so appreciate um, it guys support. yeah well thanks everybody okay. support the work we'll be back next week with uh robbie the fire uh throw a couple shekels our way with all these jews that we keep having uh every month lpmesiscaucus.com slash donate support the work support project decentralized revolution nullification and local level candidates we'll see you guys next week Woo, support Mises. Mises. Caucus. <laughs>